What's up, everybody? This is Ken Jansen. Welcome to the Worship Leader Secrets Podcast. I'm so excited to have you guys here today as we dive into How to Worship in a Pandemic World, Part 2. So the big question is this. How are worship leaders like us, who didn't go to every worship conference in the world and are spending money out of our own pockets, how do we lead our ministry in a way that lets our team, pastors, and church experience God's presence in a way that will change the world and yet still remain real? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answer. My name is Ken Jansen, and welcome to Worship Leader Secrets. Hey guys, thank you so much for joining me again as we dive right into How to Worship in a Pandemic World Part 2. In our last episode, episode 15, I really gave you guys an update of what I've been doing for the last two years since I posted an an episode of this podcast. I've been helping out a church and doing uh, some other really cool stuff and kind of put this podcast on a side burner, back burner, maybe a burner in another house. (laughs) But I'm back. I'm passionate about this process. I'm passionate about what God has called me to do and promoting uh, the book that I wrote, um, Powerhouse, uh, which is an amazing guide for worship leaders. I've got a whole course online at worship-coach.com. You can check it out. I've got a ton of resources for worship leaders, uh, whether you've been leading worship for 20 years, 30 years, 40 years, or you're just starting out, this book is designed to help you in every step of the way. And that's what this podcast is really uh, meant to do. I've been leading worship at churches all across the country for um, about 20 years or over 20 years or I don't know how old I am now, but lots of things have happened, especially in the past year and a half, which is what we're going to talk about today, how to worship in a pandemic world, part two. So our last episode, again, we talked a lot about um, what has happened Uh, the people that we are ministering to in church, in worship, uh, what have they been going through? Uh, I was very uh, transparent, which I'll always be authentic and real with you guys. Um, The world has been gripped by fear. I believe that's part of the agenda of this virus to steal, kill, and destroy. I always get tongue-tied on that. Um, And it has stolen the joy out of people. It has stolen the hope out of many. Uh, If you are listening to everything that's going on in the news, uh, there's a lot of places around the world that are really struggling right now. Uh, In the past couple of weeks, uh, some terrible stuff has been happening in Afghanistan. Uh, You can find out about other countries that are on severe lockdowns and people that are... Um, just having a really, really hard time. Uh, this fear, uh, if you listen to the news all the time, which I do not recommend, uh, you, you start to feel overwhelmed. You start to feel like you're all alone, like you're backed into a corner, like there is no help, no hope, um, that there's no way out of this. Uh, and in our last episode, we, we really talked about how uh, with Jesus, anything is possible. And I completely believe that for you, for your church, for what you are going through. Uh, so we're going to talk about how to fight that fear 
uh, today in this episode, because fear is a tactic of the enemy. Uh, it's one of the things that Satan uses to distract us from all the things that God has done, all of the blessings, all of the promises that he has for us. He uses fear to get us to forget about it and to look at ourselves, or to look at uh, somebody next to us or our state governor or the president of the country to save us. And that is just not realistic. Uh, it's, it's not where we should be looking. So we need to find a way uh, to get beyond this fear. Uh, I have struggled with fear of the past couple of years. You know, I've been listening to the Lord and serving in different areas, but I've also had a fear of what if I do this or what if I do that? Or, um, you know, the church is under immense amounts of scrutiny in America the past couple of years, like we have not seen before, at least I haven't seen in my lifetime. Um, and I was, I was born in 1980 and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not terribly old. I'm not terribly young. But uh, the stuff that I'm seeing has just been crazy. Churches have been shut down and people have been told uh, that they can't sing. They can't worship. Um, there is a fear of the unknown. Uh, what's going to happen next? You know, what's going to happen uh, next week or tomorrow or uh, next month or throughout the end of this year, you know, just when you think it can't get bad enough, something else happens and you're like, <laughs> I don't know what's, what's going to happen. Um, I cannot listen to the news. Uh, I, I stopped a couple years ago or a year and a half ago, uh, because everything on there was just, uh, it was overwhelming. You know, if I listen to too much, or this person is saying this, and this person is contradicting them, and that person, and blah, 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 and it, it just goes back and forth, back and forth, where, um, you know, I'm trying to find a resolution in the middle. I want to know the truth. I want to know what's really happening, and there is uh, so little truth out there on the news that, um, you know, if you start believing everything that they're saying, uh, I personally, I just get overwhelmed with it, you know, and emotionally and mentally, I start to shut down and then I can't work. I can't produce. I can't get stuff done, um, you know, to provide for my family. And I, I just don't feel productive. And so I have had to get away from that and, you know, turn off the TV, turn off the radio, get back into the word, really study God's word and what he says, because that is something that will never change. It will never fail you. Uh, it will never fade away. And we have that promise of God. So, um, we don't have to fear today. What's going to happen today or tomorrow or where we're going to go or what we're going to do if we follow the word of the Lord. Uh, and I want to talk to you today about joy. I've got a few verses here that really uh, kind of exemplify um, how to fight this fear. Uh, if you look in Psalm chapter 16, verse 11, David says, You make known to me the path of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence, with eternal pleasures at your right hand. Now that to me, just <laughs> even reading that right now, I am filled with joy and a peace just washed over me. Uh, I felt the pressure just relieve off of my shoulders. You make known to me the path of life. Jesus, you make known to me where I'm going to go, what I'm going to do today, tomorrow, next month, next year. 
Um, you will fill me with joy in your presence. God, when I come to worship you, you fill me with joy. You take out all this fear, all this depression, all of this worry about what's going to happen next or where things are going to go. Uh, you replace all of that with joy. And Father, I'm so thankful for that. Um, with eternal pleasures at your right hand. You know, God has so many gifts for us. He's got so many blessings. His word says that he dances and sings over us. Our next verse uh, comes from Zephaniah chapter 3, verse 17. It says, For the Lord your God is living among you. He is a mighty Savior. He will take delight in you with gladness. With his love, he will calm all your fears. He will rejoice over you with joyful songs. Wow. Let's read that again. For the Lord your God is living among you. So we are not alone. God is with us. He is a mighty Savior. He's not weak. He is a mighty Savior. He will redeem us. He will take us out of this situation. He will take delight in you with gladness. God is proud of me. He is proud of you. He takes delight in us. With his love, he will calm all your fears. If you are afraid of anything right now, uh, he will calm all of your fears. He will rejoice over you with joyful songs. Let's look at this next verse. With joy, you will draw water from the wells of salvation. That comes from Isaiah chapter 12, verse 3. With joy, you will draw water from the wells of salvation. So that means there is a deep, deep well that we can draw joy from. And the reason that I'm pulling out all of these verses about joy is really, I was reminded of Nehemiah chapter 8, verse 10. Um, so the Israelites had gone through, uh, you know, quite a rocky road by this point. Uh, and the people came together. Nehemiah was... Um, uh, Nehemiah and I believe it was Ezra, they were reading the law of the Lord. Uh, and uh, chapter 8, verse 10, he says, Then he said to them, Go your way, eat the fat, and drink sweet wine, and send portions to anyone who has nothing ready. For this day is holy to our Lord, and do not be grieved, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. Now that's the English Standard Version. Um, a little more used to the NIV. Nehemiah said, go and enjoy choice food and sweet drinks. Celebrate and send some to those who have nothing prepared. If there's somebody out there that doesn't have anything, give them some, some gifts, some presents. Uh, this day is holy to our Lord. Do not grieve. Don't be upset. Don't be afraid. For the joy of the Lord is your strength. So coming back to these verses that we just read about the joy of the Lord is our strength. You will fill me with joy in your presence in Psalm 16. For the Lord, your God is living among you. Have joy. He is a mighty savior with his love. He will calm all your fears. He will rejoice over you with joyful songs. With joy, you will draw water from the wells of salvation. Joy is important, especially for us in this time. If you're struggling with fear at all, if there are people in your congregation, which I, I, beyond a shadow of a doubt, I guarantee you there are people in your church who have suffered with depression or fear or feeling alone or feeling the pressure of the world just kind of caving in on them. They don't know what's coming up next. They don't know what to do. 
I encourage you to provide them songs of joy. Uh, and when I say that, in, in a musical sense, we need to be doing high-energy songs. We need to be doing, uh, let's see, what do you call it? Vertical worship, where it's from me to God. You know, it's saying God is so good, and these are the reasons that we can have joy. I think about the Chris Tomlin song. Everybody knows it, sings it for Christmas. Joy, unspeakable joy, it rises in my soul, never lets me go. You know, this joy, high energy songs like that, that that break us from the slow doldrums or the depressing uh, you know, maybe slow emotional songs, which those are good. And I highly recommend follow the funnel model. I believe I talked about that in a previous episode. It's definitely my book powerhouse, but think about those high energy songs to really uh, promote joy and talk about it. Use these scripture verses that uh, we just shared in this episode of how joy is important, how joy is our strength, the strength of the Lord. God gives us grace uh, to make it through today, to make it through these challenging situations, to guide us, to direct us. You know, again, I love that part of Psalm 16. You make known to me the path of life. You fill me with joy in your presence, with eternal pleasures at your right hand. So with that, I just encourage you, use some fast, high-energy songs. Uh, Maybe do an extra one this week or next week or for the next six months. Who knows? Uh, Because people need some joy in their lives, and they need to find Jesus. So, hey, guys, that's all I've got for today. If you're looking for uh, some more information, you can, of course, check out... um, my website check out my resources at worship-coach.com uh so thank you so much for joining me for this podcast i'm praying for you and your church and where you're at today and may god bless you and we will talk to you next time have a good one want more worship leader secrets if so then go get your copy of my best-selling book powerhouse at worship-coach.com Inside, you'll find my top 15 methods I've used, developed, and proven for over 20 years. Used at churches around the world for building incredible and engaging worship services where people are connecting with God and lives are being transformed.